0: Let's lace them up. What's up? Welcome to Shoebox Talks Podcast with your host Noah and my boys Evan and Bailey. Uh, This is an extension of modern Christianity where we will kind of talk about the world in a generalized space, whether that's sports, news, Christ. We are three God-following Christians that kind of just want to bridge that gap between what modern life looks like, and what our Christian values look like. So uh, I will hand it over to Bailey and Evan to kind of talk about themselves and uh, introduce themselves to the podcast.
1: What is up, Shoebox Talk listeners? Uh, This is Bailey. I am 23. I'm living in Oklahoma, not by choice. Um, I'm in the Air Force, which is why I'm in Oklahoma. I uh, am originally from Illinois, and, yeah, there's not a whole bunch else to it. Uh, I know these crazy goofballs through church and then work, so God God provided for sure. Here you go, ahead.
0: Shout out to the provider.
2: Uh, My name is Evan. I met these guys through church, like they said, through People's Church, through the uh, Young Adults program there. I... I'm in Oklahoma because of a athletic scholarship at Oklahoma Christian University. I'm originally from Connecticut, so uh, I know we talked earlier about just like off off the potty how you know weird it was that we all landed in Oklahoma. Like who would have thought we'd be here out of all places? Um, you know, crazy how it works, but God put us here, and here we are
0: yeah it's uh it's really cool how god kind of just puts uh people who are meant to be together together and uh now we're kind of just trucking forward doing life together and uh sharing what we've learned as young christians in the faith uh for those who don't know me i'm noah i am uh, owner of modern christianity i have kind of done uh a lot of research as far as what quote-unquote modern christianity looks like and what uh The world has kind of uh embraced christianity to be both the negative and the positive so with this podcast we kind of just want to uh share what we've learned as far as going through life christian and not uh i've come to christ uh about four years ago and before that it wasn't that i didn't believe in god but that i didn't follow so uh without further ado i'll hop right into our first topic with uh with valentine's day right on the horizon we'll go ahead and talk about uh, some relationship stuff so uh, for bailey i'll ask you first what is your kind of like sign or indicator that a relationship is worth pushing into or pouring into versus it's time to say okay this isn't a continuation point
1: I think for me, it, it's kind of similar with everyone else. You kind of look for those red flags. And I have I have my own personal ones that uh, I look for in um, a significant other. And I, I try to make sure that they don't meet any of those. Um, and sometimes, you know, you got to pick your battles. So you take, uh, take what you can get. And then um, sometimes you take what you feel like you can deal with. Uh, I think you realize... Uh you can press into one a uh, relationship, however, whenever you uh you really feel like you could just deal with the majority of what you're seeing out of that other person um throughout the dates, the talking, the texting, and uh everything that goes within that talking and dating stage um I think it really just comes down to uh what you two can kind of come to an agreement on. Uh, whenever it comes to what your relationship should look like and the communication and intimacy and all these other things that go into it
0: uh evan what would you say uh going off of what bailey was saying about red flags and stuff what would you say are deal breakers um
2: so what i would say is like things that would Uh, push me to continue pursuing a relationship or to cut it off. Um, I was actually talking with with one of my good friends about this. Um, She is in the midst of the beginning of a relationship. I think she's on her third date right now, I want to say. And uh, she's been talking about being nervous because she really does like this boy, but uh, she's not sure if he meets her expectations and you know she's or he is not everything that she wants him to be you know maybe he's not confident enough xyz so um that's something where it's like are they meeting your expectations in things like confidence um dialogue uh uh, conversation dialogue uh, physical i don't want to say attraction but that base level of attraction has to be there um, so that's one thing is just do you guys get along on, on a base level through those uh, surface level things? The next one that I would say is is gets a little bit deeper is do they respect my boundaries that I set up? And those could be physical boundaries. those could be uh, emotional boundaries. Um, those could be spiritual boundaries, whatever they are. Do they respect them and are they similar to yours? Because if you guys aren't on the same page with those boundaries, one can get accidentally crossed and that creates negative conversations that you don't want to be having that early in a relationship because if you can't respect those boundaries this early, what's to say you won't respect them
0: later? Hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that setting boundaries and kind of uh, setting yourself up with what you value and what your foundations are is very pivotal to being successful in relationships and of course people are going to be people so that that kind of method isn't 100 percent. but i think that's a good way to set up especially since like the reality is that every relationship isn't gonna work so if your foundation is strong that relationship not working if it does end up being that way won't shatter you uh i i kind of pass it back over to bailey because he's in a relationship and love is in the air it's looming, it's blooming so what was your indicator for you that you can continue that you can push into it that you can pour into it that you can uh, look forward to the future with your girlfriend
1: I think, uh, I think every relationship that we're going to end up having is going to be a little bit different and I think this one is just different in all the ways that I could see going the right way. Um also shout out my mucus real quick. Uh it's definitely noticeable. And uh sorry. I promise I don't always sound like this. I'm <laughs> telling you, this Kermit snore is doing something, alright. Um I think for this relationship in particular though, I think she uh she cares for me in a type of way that I really haven't had before. Um I've definitely had significant others care for me in the relationship and not like this uh not like to ask me um like what my goals are and what I'm working on for myself and with my family and uh kind of just where I see myself with working on these things where my conviction is with God uh if I read my Bible throughout the day like just all the things that I know that I want to be doing she's kind of double checking me on And it's really nice to have that, uh, type of relationship and that type of, uh, accountability from someone that you find physically attractive and you find, uh, just the willingness to be around.
0: No, I agree. I, uh. I'm in a similar boat, I would say. And I would say that uh, one of the most important parts for me was seeing that she was challenging me. And you kind of alluded to that as well, that uh, she challenges you to better yourself, whether that is uh, in the sense of um, like spiritual or if it's in the sense of going to the gym or if it's in the sense of making sure you're getting up and doing which you're supposed to be doing in every day so i I definitely think that it's super important that you have someone that you're attracted to you have someone that respects your boundaries but also someone that challenges you and where you wanna be and what your future should be what where you should be in that uh in that sense
2: <laughs> uh, we're we're chuckling here a little bit uh we just had uh nala is uh <laughs> noah's dog she was uh going crazy in the background there a little bit so we were laughing trying to get her to be quiet and then as that happened <laughs> bailey had to run to the bathroom and spit a bunch of mucus out <laughs> so uh that was that was a quick little kerfuffle there so i apologize for the last 30 seconds being a little bit of chuckling and wackiness what i will say is i'm um, Something we've been we've been interested in doing in this podcast is when we have interesting topics, creating little bets on them and, and doing lines. So, Mister uh, Mister Bailey here is going to is it Reno, Reno Nevada, Reno, Nevada to see his uh, his little booting his little booting his uh, his, his long distance girlfriend. He's going down there, I believe, tomorrow night, and we are going to put a line an over under on how many times Bailey is going to be pulled over. On his drive down. So r- I think we're going to set the line at one and a half. So if you're going to take the over, you believe Bailey's going to be pulled over twice or more. And if you under, you know, once or less. So I'm going to start. I think Bailey's going to <laughs> get pulled over more <laughs> more than once. So I'm going to take the over on the 1.5. Noah, what is what's your I, thoughts?
0: I, can't, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that he's going to get pulled over at least two times, if not more. <laughs> he might not get a ticket every single time. But I think he gets pulled over probably
1: like three or four times. But that's just me. So a little back story. Noah knows that I get pulled over quite a bit <laughs> because I, I like to get where I'm going pretty quick. And uh, Noah's been in the car a couple of times when the cop pulls up to the window. Do you know how fast you were <laughs> going, sir? No, no, sir. How fast was I going? So uh, I, I'm I going to take the under <laughs> out of a. Uh, out of pure hope and dreams (laughs) and uh hope that that 22 hour drive doesn't turn into a 26 one because (laughs) i got hours long of a of a wait just with the red and blue lights behind me i'm gonna definitely take the under on that one
0: yeah you probably spent about like a, a half day waiting for the cop to get you your id back if i had to guess just sitting in the car, just waiting, looking in your rear view, just waiting for you get out that car.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of crazy. I think the craziest story I have recently of it is I was on a work trip, and I was doing a lot of driving on the work trip. Uh, just because I ended up being one of the taxi drivers, basically. And uh, I actually got pulled over with my boss <laughs> in the passenger seat and uh, got a, a very co- uncomfortable talking to from the police officer that wanted to explain to me how to drive when I don't think I was on in the wrong. My boss didn't think I was in the wrong, but it was definitely a fun story to come back to the office. with.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's fully expected from him, but I'll, I'll be sitting in his car. We'll be going down almost just about a side road. And he's, he's up there 65 miles an hour. I'm like clinching to the seat, making sure that I'm good. But, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to shift it over to Evan for one last question before we kind of uh before we kind of steer away from relationships for a little bit. So, Evan, while we're talking about being in the fast lane, how long do you, do you think, think it, it takes it, for you to kind of accelerate or uh track your relationship as far as uh talking phase, dating phase, relationship, and you could even get into when your timeline is for like engagement and stuff if you already got that figured out too.
2: First of all, you're nasty because you know exactly where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm uh, I'm single, and uh, I guess I'm in the talking phase currently. I have gone through, I've been in relationships long term, all the way to the point where, where engagement was talked about, but I have just never got that far. I am talking to a girl, we have our first coffee date coming up Ooh. tomorrow, shout out to was it uh what's the coffee place called
1: all about, all
2: about cha all about cha so we will see how that goes tomorrow but to answer your question you know pacing on that um i think it depends there's definitely like a, a stereotype with christians like with the whole ring by spring thing but i i don't think it's as much of a stereotype as people think i think there's logical like there's logical reasoning behind it and that being that that being said uh it's because Christians have a standard that we try and meet, and we don't really settle for anything like below that line. So, for example, I what I look for in a wife is you know someone who goes to church consistently, um, is intentional in her faith. I prefer somebody who is adventurous and you know can support my athletics and going to go and watch my games and support me um in all of my endeavors you know I'm a, I'm a scholarship athlete right now so my college tournaments are something that's really big to me so for her to support me in that is something i look for um those are just some basic things so if we can get along on those common grounds that's potential for me to like invest in that relationship so that can get me past the talking phase once we are dating some people say courting dating um that's when i can tell okay i really like this girl and there's a big there's a big uh question I ask myself is can you compromise so during those dates you find things you disagree on you find things you don't get along with how do you move on from that how do you reason with each other how do you compromise if you can compromise well and you get along well and you can move on from disagreements then I think that becomes somebody you know I'm physically attracted to this person we can walk in our faith together we can compromise that is somebody who I see as wifey material and I think you can see that, you know, as soon as a couple months. Now, I'm not personally one to get engaged and I think I think like the number for maybe like a year. I think that's like like the, the least I'd go is like it would take a year for me to know. But I do understand people who see it in maybe six months, five months, if you're on that fast track, if you have spent that amount of time with that person, if you have been through ups and downs with that person. Your futures align, you know you're supporting each other's goals i I could see what it's what it's like, like that perspective, so that whole ring by spring stereotype is real um but there's there's reasoning behind it, logical reasoning behind it. so I would say I'm not a fast fast lane type person, but I definitely get the reasoning behind it
0: mm. yeah i I think i I kind of like bounce back and forth, I guess just because uh. For for me, I guess I I see both sides just like you. And on one hand, I'm like, man, you never know someone. Like you never know someone enough to know whether or not you can marry them. But at the same time, you never know someone enough to know whether or not you're gonna marry them. So at at no point, whether or not it's two years or it's six months, you will still be marrying someone who you do not know. You do not know the complete story about, and that's why I kind of bounce back and forth is I I can see why people do it after six months and I can see pe- how people do it after two and a half years and it's definitely a hard topic especially when it comes to like you said the stereotype of Christians and especially for me and Bailey the stereotype of military men of getting married quick and hopping into something that you really don't know if it's uh gonna end up going well for you but at the at the at the end of the day you don't really know no matter how long you've known them you don't really know at the end of the day whether or not it's gonna work so
2: yeah you kind of said the same thing four times over again i'm gonna call you out on it (laughs) um circles circles i know we talked about this in our off time before recording but um we talked about like love and it being more than just a noun it being like a verb and it's like how love is a choice. And you have to act on it. And I feel like in both situations, you know, there's going to be times where you disagree. And there's going to be times where, like you said, you don't know every little detail about a person. It's in those times, like, I'm going to love you anyways, because that's what, that's what is making this relationship work. Nobody in this world is absolutely perfect. We're all sinners and we're all going to have flaws. Not one single person is going to fit like a puzzle piece together. There's going to be b- bits and pieces that you're going to have to squeeze into, shave off to fit that mold. And that's love. Love is an action. Love is a verb. It's also a noun, but I like to say like you have to show love. You have to show it. It's not just something that's, t- that, that's like, oh, I'm in love with this person because I like the way she makes me feel. I like the way he makes me feel, right?
0: Yeah, we get kind of confused with what attraction is or like reliant on somebody. You kind of get that mixed up with uh, what love is because love is that choice to see someone's worst, see someone who has had a terrible day at work and then their car broke down and everything bad is going on and then they get home and they blow up on you because you didn't make their chicken the right way. And are you going to love them in that moment or are you going to grow animosity in that moment?
2: Bro, it's so hard to mess up chicken. I love chicken. <laughs> hey,
0: Kidoba hey, burns my chicken every single time I try to get skew. To That's all I'm saying. It's real easy to mess up some chicken. Uh, uh. But I'm going to segue into uh, into Evans Cards, where we we talk a little bit about the sports world. <laughs>
2: We didn't agree on that, <laughs> on that
1: name, by the way. I will say, before we move on real quick, second line of the day. Um, How long will Evan's new uh, situationship last? All right. right. Well, right. We,
0: need, we need some background before uh, we set the line just for the people who are listening.
2: All right, so some background. I have been <sighs> talking with this girl who will remain unnamed. For the foreseeable, if not all of the future of this podcast, um, for about four or five days. And we met on Bumble, I won't lie. Um, but she's a Christian, and I, w- I wasn't going to go anywhere until I talked with one of my teammates who actually went to school with her, like middle school and high school with her, and said she was a great girl, super nice, you know, in- uh, in- sorry, intentional in her faith. So I was like, okay, you know, let me give this a shot. So I asked her if she wanted to get coffee um, yesterday, and we planned that for Sunday. I don't know what Sunday is, the 11th, 12th, whatever it is. Um, Whatever day this gets uploaded, Sunday. And uh, she said yes, so we will see how that goes. So we're on day five right now. Um, So you guys let me know what you think the line should be. I'm taking the over, whatever it is, because I really hope this goes somewhere.
0: (laughs) Well, we're going to set the line at 13 and a half. I guess we know where uh Evan stands.
1: Bailey, where are you at? I uh I'm going to take I'm going to take the over. I feel like I got to go with the guy that all the power is in his hands for this one. I'm not going to lie. Um I think if Evan's that confident that he can make it work or maybe that he could uh he could end up <laughs> making this coffee turn into a second date or a third date. Um, yes, sir. I a hundred percent think I gotta go with, uh, go with his gut on this one. Um, I will say though, this uh, the spot is downtown, so don't be afraid to go grab some food after. You know, like don't think of the line or anything, but just don't be afraid to go grab some food after. <laughs> I I've known Evan for like about two years. I know
0: that he's he's an awesome dude. He takes care of his women. He buys their meals when he can, you know. He he takes them out to coffee. He'll buy you Starbucks in the morning, and for that reason, I'm gonna go the under. And before y'all point your spears at me and say what? you just complimented your boy <laughs> and told us how good he is, uh, I can't tell you how many times he's told me about how good he's treating someone, and then all of a sudden, a week passes and he's like. Yeah, we're not talking no more. She she said that uh, she wasn't she wasn't really into the the good guy scene. I'm telling you, no,
1: these streets are full, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you, they are. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm off them. I'm just glad I'm off them,
2: bro. I'm getting frustrated with this because it, it's <laughs> happened one too many times for me to be comfy with. Like the first time it happened, like when I was like a senior in high school, no dating experience. Like, oh, you're too nice, too innocent, whatever. I get it bro, I'm 22 now, like, I have life experience, no, nah, I'm, I'm over this, that, Cole, I, I don't like nice guys, that's bogus, bro, <laughs> that is bogus, you don't want somebody to treat you nice, like, I, I know I've got this, like, jock personality, I can be really sarcastic sometimes, but, like, when it comes to, like, relationships, they, the girls tend to really break that mold and get, like, the hopeless romantic side of me, who, like, likes to watch chick flicks, and, you know, cry during the romance movies and and you know we'll buy you flowers whenever you can and and treat you whenever i can and go over and give you a back massage like that's that's me that's the soft side of evan that you'll never hear again don't you guys gonna hold this against me (laughs) um but no man i that's it's (sighs) the streets are full man that's all i got to say i'm 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 i'm, I'm over this topic <laughs>
0: hey we're we're praying for you evan I, hey anyone out there you know wants a good guy evan is here for you you know
2: <laughs> and uh i think we're moving on to is it evan's cards is that what evan's it is? cards Bro, I, I can't believe that that's the name of this <laughs> but uh today's segment for evan is going to be uh it's going to be basketball related um, it took me a little bit to decide what we're going to do But I think we're going to do an NBA draft An all-time draft And I want to hear your all-time So we're going to go up against each other So 5-5-5, five and five and five. we're going to build a team And we're going to snake draft And we're going to draft point guard through center With a six-man And we're just going to see whose team is the best We're going to start with Noah And we're going to go to Bailey And then to me
0: Let's go all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off hot, and I'm gonna take the GOAT, greatest of all time, n- number one leading scorer in the NBA, Mister LeGoat James.
1: Okay, all right, so Noah's starting out with LeBron. It's a good start. Um, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have to let my bias win here. I gotta go with Kobe for the number two. I really do. <laughs> i really do and i know i know whoever's gonna pick i know who everybody else is saying they would pick i don't care i'm going with my bias mj's or mj fans are rolling in their grave right now i
2: hate i hate doing this because y'all didn't leave me a choice like if i don't yeah, pick prices. him if i don't pick him with the snake i lose this draft
0: hey you go you go viral we, we'll so, put your face out there if you don't pick mj right now so, i'll put
2: your face out there so right. that being said with the third pick in the draft <coughs> i'm taking the person to revolutionize basketball wardell curry
0: hot and with my you know he he only picked him cuz he could pick mj right and now. with my
2: snake i'm taking mj <laughs> back to bailey <laughs>
0: predictable.
1: I will say for all the NBA fans out there, you definitely heard it first that MJ's going number 4 in an all-time draft. <laughs> well, I'm saying Steph is uh top 3. <laughs> That's crazy. Um all right, well, if I'm going to end up getting Kobe with my number 1, uh I think I'm going to end up taking Magic with my next pick and I'm going to keep it going.
2: That's a fumble. That is a fumble. That is a huge I- fumble.
0: Man, I'm torn now because I thought that you were gonna pick. I thought that you were gonna pick someone else, and Magic was gonna be my pick. I but agree. I thought Magic. I thought you were
2: going somewhere else to go pair with so, Kobe.
0: So I think that I'm gonna pair Bron with probably the best big man to ever play the game of basketball, in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the second leading scorer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and then for. My third pick, my personal third pick, you know, uh, I'm going to uh, go with, man, I can't go with the second best point guard in Magic no more. So I think I have to go with D-Wade and pair up Ron back up with him.
1: You know, that's solid. And I knew Noel wasn't going to pick up the pair with Kobe. That's why I let it slide. Um, I'm definitely picking Shaq. I got to put Shaq at the center, uh, hold down the big man spot for a little bit.
2: Are we just letting him get away with this Laker Nation garbage right he, now?
1: He
0: can have it, to be honest. Yeah, I got cream. I, yeah. will happily, I will happily take cream. Oh, my cream, cream.
2: <clears throat> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at this right now. I don't have a big man yet, and you guys have two dominant bigs taken off the board. Now, I feel like Wilt Chamberlain is the pick here. That being said, I feel like it's just like a cop-out pick because he's so good, 100 points. I feel like – go ahead.
0: Pick up the late great. Pick the late great.
2: That uh, was the winningest. center the, of all time. The most winningest center of all time, Boston glory, Mr. Bill Russell himself. I'm just saying. Should I do, I I do that?
0: That's don't let I your fans be. down. That's what I would. Be. I don't know.
2: I think I need someone who's gonna lock down the paint for me, and I think I'm gonna have to take Hakeem because I feel like he's one of the only people who can even attempt to shut down those two bigs that you had there. So, with my third pick, I'm going to take Dream. And with my fourth pick, I need, I need a forward. I don't have a forward yet. This one's, this one's tough because I've got shooting. I've got defense. I need unselfishness. And I think you all know where I'm going no, here. No, I,
0: think, I, know where I
2: going. think we all know three-time MVP called Michael Jordan Black Jesus himself. Mr. Larry Bird.
0: I feel disrespected that you didn't call him Larry Legend and you call him Larry Bird as a since you're a Boston Celtics fan, but it's it's
1: whatever, it's whatever. Honestly, I I don't know what's going on anymore. He he took Larry. He really took Larry. That's crazy to me. Um honestly, I got to take Timmy. I got to take Timmy Who's D. Thinking?
0: Gosh, I do. my picks, man. That's a great pick. He's I, I got to take board. Timmy. I don't know. Like, what
1: else, what else would I be doing? I got to take Timmy. There are so many incredible forward, like, small forwards out there that one will fall to me. I'm so frustrated
0: that Bailey was taking pictures of my board before we got here. I had, I had this all prepared.
1: There's still a very and... clear power forward list that you could pick from. So, but I'm not that – but I'm oh. frustrated because I need
0: old man Timmy to hold down the 4 and now I don't have old man Timmy to hold down the 4 so now I gotta flex and figure out who's gonna be my second forward because I think at my 1 man I hmm no 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 bronze my 3 I'm putting at the 1 I'm gonna put the big O put an Oscar waste of a pick waste waste waste, of a pick waste of a pick is crazy but i'm putting the big o at my one because i'm going to take the best shooting big man of all time
1: and dirk at my four too easy you know that's a solid big man pick that i was between three whenever i picked timmy i was between Dirk, timmy and kg and that's crazy you pick up kg uh, that's honestly crazy. You picked up Oscar. I I would have take Russ over Oscar.
0: Oscar was that dude.
2: Oh my lord. Oscar was that dude. Did this guy just say he was gonna take Russell Westbrook? That's <laughs> over, what I'm saying. Over Oscar <laughs> Robertson. Oscar was that dude. <laughs> Russell Westbrook had like two and a half good seasons. I'm not changed my mind.
0: Whoa, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna expand on that. But I was gonna take Chris Paul originally. I was originally gonna take Chris Paul. And the only reason why I didn't was because homeboy be getting
1: hurt. Homeboy be getting hurt. Even if I wouldn't have taken Chris Paul, I would have taken John Stockton. I I just would have. John Stockton's a good pick, but I I don't know. I
0: like I like I like my pick. I like I like Oscar.
1: All right, last pick. I gotta pick KD. Two more. Two more. Six, six, oh, six man. Okay. Well, uh, for me to round off my starting five, I'm gonna take KD. That's a that's a crazy scoring starting five.
2: Alright, before I make my pick to round out my starting lineup. Actually I'll make this pick first. Um my team right now is Curry, MJ, Hakeem, and Larry Legend. Thank you. Sorry. Uh I could kind of flex with who I want here. I can put MJ at three if I want to and go small. Or I can keep MJ at the two and grab another forward. So I think what I'm gonna do here, because you both have a lot of post play with Dirk, Kareem. You know, Big O's not a great shooter. Bronze got some post game. Shaq, Timmy, Magic's not a great shooter. So I think I need to I need to stay big to counter that. <sighs> you guys didn't leave me too many options. I I, I am okay with with the pick that I want to grab, but. I want to be different, and I want an explosive scorer <laughs> here at the fo- at the forward. You have any ideas where I'm going with this?
0: Maybe I'm not a hundred percent yet. Take a guess. No, I just want to hear it.
2: <sighs> I'm starting to. R- I'm now. See, now I'm getting nervous with this pick. <laughs> um. No, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot last second. I was gonna go Vince.
0: Okay, I I was thinking that it was either gonna you were gonna say Vince what, as soon as you said explosive, I was like it's either Vince or it's uh Doctor J. One of the I two.
2: was gonna go Vince, but you know what? I think I'm gonna play it safe and go Kevin Garnett and get some defense here. Get KG to counter that. And now with my snake, this is where I'll be explosive with my sixth man, and one of the most, I think, lethal scorers of all time. And I'm, I've am i got two. They're both guards. One's kind of a guard forward. um, And I can't decide if I want to go with the smaller one or the bigger one. But I think strictly because both of you lack f- guard defenders, I'm going to have to go AI as my sixth man for just instant offense off the bench. And that's gonna round out my team. So I've got Curry, MJ, Hakeem, Larry, and Kevin Garnett as my five, with AI as an unguardable six man.
1: I do think that's a great pick at six man. I don't I don't know about lacking guard defensive play on these teams. I don't know about that one. But I think for my six man, I, I gotta keep the scoring train going. I'm going to pick up T-Mac, and I'm going to keep it going. I mean, he he could play the forward spot. He could play the two-guard. I mean, undersized, when he was on the Rockets, he could have stretched to the the power forward. So, I mean, you got to pick up T-Mac. Man, I was going to go –
0: I was thinking Vince for so long. And first I was thinking KG, and then you pick KG. And I was like, well, Vince does sound real nice. And then – I think that I kind of just completely did a 180, and I was like, "Nah, I need I need a lockdown defender. I need someone who got the clamps." And you're gonna be so corny and pick him, aren't you? Maybe he's not that good. He's not that good. Nah, people overrated. Uh, I'm gonna pick. His son is a Warriors legend already. What? At their post-rising, oh, baptizing oh, everyone last okay. year. Okay. Okay. Gary the Glove.
2: He needed someone to guard Alan Iverson because, like I said, that guard your guys' guard defenders, Magic Magic can stop an A.I. or a Curry, and Dwayne Wade and Oscar Iverson aren't stopping Dwayne Wade.
0: I pick my team to complement each other. That's, I didn't pick the best player on the board. I'll, I'll give you that. I didn't pick the best player on the board, but I picked my team to complement each other. All right.
2: I'm going to read this off real quick for you. That last pick was – who was it? Oh, Gary Payton, the glove. Okay.
0: The legend.
2: So we've got Noah's starting lineup. we got Big O at the 1, Wade at the 2, LeBron, Dirk, and Kareem with Gary Payton as a lockdown coming off the bench. Bailey's starting 5 is the Laker trio of Magic, Kobe, and Shaq. Timmy D holding down the 4, and KD with unstoppable offense at the 3. And then Evan's kind of all over the place. He's got Curry at the one, MJ at the two, Larry Legend at the three, KG to the Celtic at the four, and Hakeem locking down the paint at the five, and Allen Iverson being selfish off the bench. Uh, Do we have any any standouts of who? I I think I know who doesn't make the championship game out of the three of us. I feel like
0: the only way that Evan makes it to the championship is if you can cut the ball four ways and give it to four players on his team.
2: No, because I I disagree, because Larry Bird is very unselfish. He's he's, going to be the passer. I mean, Curry's going to be point guard, but Larry Bird's going to be the distributor. And Hakeem doesn't need a ton of shots. So that's two guys who I don't need. Kevin Garnett is very unselfish. So in reality, I'm sharing between Curry, who is a fantastic off-the-ball player, and Michael Jordan, who is just the GOAT. I'm I'm just not a
0: believer. I I really am not a believer that they are gonna share the ball well. I I I I agree with you that KG does not need shots, and I agree with you that Hakeem does not need shots. But Larry needs shots, MJ needs shots, AI needs shots, and Curry needs shots. And that's that. You get to the point where there's too much, there's too much uh, need for the ball, and there's not enough ball. That's that's just my opinion. That's why I pick my team very specifically to guys that can share the ball. Guys who, are, they might not be the best shooters, but ball movement on the floor will be great. And the only thing I regret is not getting Tim Duncan.
2: Yeah, Um. here's what I'm going to say. Big O is doesn't do anything without the ball in his hands. He needs the ball in his hands to be effective, kind of like Rondo and Westbrook. Dirk is literally pure offense without a hint of defense or athleticism. Gary Payton is straight defense. LeBron does it all. D-Wade can't shoot. so And Kareem it, can't shoot either. So do with that what you will. I think Bailey's team is the most complete. And I'll let Bailey respond to this in a second. But that being said, Bailey's team, he rounded it out well at the end. Bailey's team's got a bunch of ball hogs. Like, I, like my guys are just pure scorers. Bailey's guy is like
0: Kobe, Shaq, KD, T-Mac. <laughs> but I I truly do think that the the reason why I picked up Big O is because Big O will be the facilitator. He'll bring the ball down. He'll put the ball where it needs to be. I don't need Kareem shooting the ball, and I don't need d shooting the ball from three. I don't. I'll take Bron shooting his couple threes, and I'll take Dirk being the best shooting big of all time.
1: I mean, you can say what you want about my team, but honestly, I have the second leading assisting shooting guard of all time on my team, and KD plays off ball consistently, and so does Timmy e. D. The only one that demands the ball like that is Shaq, and the rest of them they just do what it takes to win. Uh, so I think honestly, the only way that we could really do this is uh, f- very very frustrated. Uh, viewing on a 2K simulation (laughs) of these players going at it after we actually set up the picks and uh, see what happens. Um, I know that I'd be livid if I lost, but honestly, it would just make sense that 2K would screw me over. (laughs) I just want to put
0: out there, for the record, that people called me crazy when I picked up Purtle in our last get-together like this. Jakob Purtle eighty overall second to LeBron James as the goat. Just saying.
2: Okay. I mean third you're forgetting the white mamba. Third. Um <laughs> but but I will Yakapurl's actually
0: he, he just he just got, got himself a little bag. I'm telling you, I'm got telling a you bag. Bailey year laughed at me when I picked up that, that pick. He laughed. I said, Bro, my team swamps your team. And he said, Alright, let's run it in two k my team, I think the they they got held under ten points. I'm pretty sure.
1: Keep in mind, it was a blacktop game. Also, keep in mind, we were running simulated teams that it was a randomized team list, and you had to pick the team based off of the randomization. And he got the Spurs and had to pick up Jakob Podol. And for some reason, Jakapodal had 18 freaking rebounds in a game of blacktop to 21. So he, he was just unstoppable. I don't know what I was supposed to do with that, but I had people like Vince. I had I had like I had crazy people and they they could stand a chance against Jakob. I don't know what two K did, but he is the Gerald Green of 2K twenty two and on. I just swear to God he I'm is. I'm telling you he was not he was so much not a believer that he made me run it back.
0: He lost they lost by like fourteen, fifteen points and he was like, nah, no, was a fluke running back and they did it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's embarrassing.
1: Michael <laughs> yeah, embarrassing. I has my five
0: <laughs> up against. I don't even remember It's some 95 overall center, and he's just boarding up on him all game.
2: Uh, I will run the simulation in the comments. Let us know who you guys got. I will. Uh, well, we'll go over it again right now. You got Kareem, Dwayne Wade, Oscar Robertson, Dirk Nowitzki, Gary Payton, LeBron James for
0: Noah. You forgot the prefix on LeBron. The GOAT.
2: Uh, it's Second to Michael Jordan. Um Bailey's team. He's got the uh, Laker Nation with Kobe Magic Shaq. Old Man Riverwalk Timmy D, Kevin Garner sorry, Kevin Durant, and uh Mr. Thirteen Seconds himself, Tracy McGrady. And then uh with the best team in the draft you got Evan with uh Ward Curry, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, the GOAT Sure. Bah the GOAT the goat thank you
0: we're standing at when i need (laughs) (laughs) him oh
2: gosh uh hakeem the dream larry legend kevin garnett and uh alan iverson so uh, let us know in the comments who you guys think will be the uh the winner of this 2k series I'll, i'll simulate it in the next podcast we will let you know um so you'll get the over under on bailey's trip being pulled over you'll get the over under on evan's hopefully with the girl uh, <laughs> and then you will get the results of the 2K series that is going to be the end of Evan's cards That's, I, we're we're changing that i <laughs> I, changing I, that. I just want to
0: say one more thing i i think that i'm going to be r- so real about these teams i think that bailey's team stomps us i really do i think that i will say i think mine is second because i think that my team complements each other i don't think yours does but i think bailey's stomps both of ours <laughs>
1: I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say.
2: And because it's 2K, I have to agree. I, I have I, to do, agree. I do
1: have
0: a little bit of faith just because Kareem is Kareem and LeBron is LeBron. But, like you said, 2K's 2K is so. 2K.
2: My hope is is they don't, like the AIs don't pick up on Curry, and he just laces like three of them to start the game, catches take over, and we we snowball from there. That's my hope is they just don't pick him up, and when Allen Iverson comes in, it's just free buckets off the bench. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's gonna conclude our basketball segment. It's uh, you let us know where we're going
0: next. Yeah, we'll we'll roll right into uh, Bailey's box. In case you didn't, in case you didn't know it, it, his last name is Fox. So Bailey Bailey Box.
1: We gotta change that. I feel like that is underlying meaning that I don't know if we can everybody keep wants up. to change everything about this. That's that crazy. <laughs> no, we can keep Evan's cards. I'll, I just uh, Bailey's box. Uh, that sounds bad, bro. We gotta we gotta do something about that one. Hey, get your mind out of the gun. Hey, hey. I'm just, all right. Anyway, anyway. Uh, welcome to to Bailey's be named box. <laughs> Bailey's box. Uh, w- welcome to to be named with Bailey Fox. Uh. <laughs> for my little area
2: sorry i had to uh i didn't real quick the uh that girl just snapchatted me and i want to uh want to open it real quick
0: how long did it take for a reply
2: 32 minutes oh she snapped Hand me 30. that
0: microphone back
2: hold on hold on oh she said good night never mind Hand my bad
1: microphone <laughs> back you stopped the entire body to let us know that that girl told him good night. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Oh my god! catastrophic. This dude puts pillows all around him when he goes to bed, so he feels like he's getting little spoon and big spoon at the same time. <laughs> uh, yo. 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 Let's go. All anyway, right. Anyway. Uh, for my little section of the potty here, we're gonna talk about Valentine's Day. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about Valentine's day norms. Okay. Um, so with you guys, uh, the question I'm going to pose and I'll probably have a couple of sub questions based on the conversation, but what do you feel like you should do for, uh, your significant other for Valentine's day, if anything? Uh, and then also do you feel like there should be any reciprocation, uh, from them, toward you or do you feel like it should just be equal in both ways or how how do you think that should go?
0: Uh Wendy's four for four. No, I'm just playing. I I think that it depends the phase of relationship. But um I think that you guys kinda have to agree on what you want to do as far as like a spending point. Uh like for me, I think dinner and a movie immediately. But um I'm also very like I like time over gifts, so I will pay for us to have a good time together rather than getting an extravagant gift or getting, you know, a box of chocolates. I just don't see the value in that.
2: Yeah, I – so I see, I see that side, but I also see a different side. So um, beginning of i relationship, um, I've, I've been in Valentine's Day at the beginning of a relationship. And in the middle of a long-term relationship, so I've seen both sides of like quality time, but also like giving gift. So at the beginning of my relationship, when it when it first started, um, I think small gifts are like acceptable. However, I set the bar pretty high. Like accidentally, I was kind of hype. It was like my first real girlfriend, and I was and we both really liked each other. And I was like, I'm gonna go all out. So I bought her this like bear that was like definitely bigger than her, like way bigger than her.
0: I didn't know he's going to say that.
2: <laughs> and then I got balloons with it, a bouquet of roses, like a dozen roses, a box of chocolates, and like a card that said like I'm picking you up for dinner tonight or something like that. And I and we set it up at her house. Um so her mom filmed her reaction when she got home from school and she saw it and it was uh it was it was a good time. Like uh but that was that was like I was very happy. I spent a pretty penny on it, but it was still early, so like it was just like small gifts, right? So she's like, Oh, you know, a bear flowers, roses, balloons, no big deal. Very small gift. <laughs> <laughs> um however, once once you get deeper into a relationship, I believe the quality of time is more important. Mini golf, dinner, right? Movie, dinner. Activity, dinner. Or vice versa, dinner, activity. Uh, in that manner, whether it's like uh stargazing or watching a sunset Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that quality time is most important once you're into the relationship. Way, way more so than a dollar value sign is on it.
0: Hang, Evan. Do you want to be my Valentine
1: or? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I don't know, bro. All the guys that are listening, they know how little of a gift those giant teddy bears are. All right, those things are not cheap, okay? That's what I'm saying. Those things are like almost $100. And then you got flowers,
0: box of chocolates. I'm like, what'd you get back? What'd you get back?
1: You don't know, right? Yeah, I definitely don't want to <laughs> know what that Especially is. Especially with their mom filming it. That's that's just crazy, bro. That's that's crazy.
0: All right, Bailey. What what follow on do you have, or
1: what what gifts do you give around Valentine's? Um. Well, honestly, i've I've never had a relationship during Valentine's Day. This will be my first one. Uh, I've always had the crushes. I've always had <laughs> the like Valentines that I give out. Uh, like always ask girls, but um, wasn't as beautiful as I am today. So I I I never. Really, Got that right. I never really pulled like uh, I can today. Sheesh. Uh, but uh, this year, um, since I'm going to see my girlfriend for Valentine's Day, I'm going to take the trip out to Reno. Uh, 1,300 miles, 22 hours. Pray for me. Um, I am going to surprise her at her work because she has to work on Valentine's Day. She's a she's a school teacher, and she is having a quote unquote Valentine's Day party for the kids and the parents and i'm gonna show up in a giant bear costume with a giant valentine's day card and embarrass the heck out of her because that's that's the purest form of uh love that i could think of for a relationship that you
0: haven't said love yet (laughs) and that sounds awesome uh in evan's words it sounds like you're you're really leaning into that small gift very early into your relationship. I hate you. <laughs> 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 it's, it's so funny that you're like, yeah, I got her a, a bear that's probably double her size, and I got her a bouquet of flowers. She was,
2: like, five foot flat. She was she was, she was a short girl. Maybe she was, like, 4'11". She was, she was, she was a short girl. That's a 10-foot bear. It wasn't a 10-foot bear, but it was just bigger like than her. No, it was, like, it was, it was a big, big, big bear. It was, why are we harping on the bear, bro? You know what? You're lucky we didn't get a line on you yet. Or I, I I'm just trying. Wish, I might. I might just try and do you dirty on your line. I don't know what it's going to be. I got to think of one.
0: I, I just wish that I had a bear in my ro- Over under. How big is my bear gonna be? <laughs> it, the door. The door is that way, under, bro. It, the door is that way. <laughs>
2: I can't do this right now, <laughs> bro. It's too late for this, bro. It was one a.m. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh.
2: All right. Next. Is that? Is that gonna conclude oh, Bailey's yeah. box? Question mark.
1: I was say, I you had some <laughs> my my final question for you guys and I want you to actually think about this one um because I've, I've just seen people talking about it and it made me think a little bit have you guys ever received anything on Valentine's Day or have you ever uh been in a position where you feel like that should be normalized are you guys comfortable with the fact that like as men we're just uh we're uh kind of seeing that like we should put out on valentine's day uh consistently and kind of never really seek that uh reciprocation
0: uh i think that uh man it, it's become very normalized for kind of the guy to take care of the girl it's very traditional value that society doesn't really let go of as far as when it comes to like valentine's day um and just f- to relate it to my situation. So I don't think I've ever received like a, like a gift gift. I've obviously re- received like cards and candy and stuff like that. But I don't think I've received like actual gift of like, hey, I got you flowers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to get me flowers because I don't have a green thumb, but I haven't received anything as far as like a Valentine's Day gift. Do I think that. That should be normalized is a difficult question because i i don't know valentine's day it's like i said i like quality time so when it comes to gift giving i'm not crazy about like receiving this big old extravagant thing and being like oh man it's valentine's day look at look what i got um, i'm very much someone who likes let's go out to dinner let's go out to a movie let's spend a lot of time together. Let's go to a park. Let's go mini golfing, whatever it is. So, um, I mean, if she wanted to take me out to dinner, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain.
2: Um, <clears throat> this doubled as an anniversary gift. Um, I'm gonna say yes, I have, and um, it was a book journal. I don't know how I wanna phrase in notebook journal um and it was what she wrote her prayers in and her letters like not every night but it got pretty consistent um to god about me and all of them were to me from the beginning of our relationship through you know the first full year of it and it would be the, uh, a letter her prayer with the letter and then a picture of us. And she filled out a whole notebook. Like like I'm talking at least 50 pages of letter. And like thorough written out like vulnerable letters. With photos that I didn't even knew she had of us. Like I'm seeing some of these photos for the first time of us. And normally we, we send each other every photo we have as soon as we get it. Just to save it. So when I got that I was like. I don't deserve this. Um, that being said, I don't, as a guy, I don't expect anything. So when I got that, I didn't expect it. Um, as a guy, I do expect myself to give. Um, I do think from a general standpoint, it should go both ways. Now, if money's troubling for younger kids, broke college students, I definitely get it. That being said, um, try and do something nice for th- for the other person, for your significant other. Um, if it's a guy, you know, buy her some chocolate covered strawberries or 20 bucks. If you're a girl, send the man a nice lengthy text in the morning, like telling him you love him, maybe post him on your Instagram story, right? Give him something to make him feel good about himself. Um, but I think at the very least, each party should be getting something, whether it be quality time, whether it be a gift, whatever. But I feel like, just the guy initiating doing something is a little lopsided because it's not National Girlfriend Day. It's not National Boyfriend Day. It is a day meant for both parties to show their affection for one another.
0: I'm just curious if he still has that journal. But I'm not gonna dig. I'm not gonna dig.
2: Um, you know it's crazy. I'm gonna I'll, be, I'll open up a little bit here. Um I obviously no longer in that relationship anymore. I do have that journal and I actually opened it for the first time since, like, over a year ago, and I got it. I got it almost two years ago. Um, I opened it for the first time about a month ago when I was packing to come back to Oklahoma on my car ride back, and I saw it, and I actually – she's engaged now. I sent her a text, and um, basically – I'm not going to, like, go into detail what the text was, but basically I said – you know, I want to thank you for yada yada yada. Apologize for yada yada, yada. Um, and I, I wish you the best wishes. You know, we're on okay terms. I wish you the best wishes with your engagement and your future marriage, and hope all that goes well. Whatever, but um, she's gonna be the one I tell my son about in twenty years when my son is crying about his girlfriend that breaks up with him. I'd be like, "This is the girl that got away. This is this is that person." I'm going to have that story to tell. And this is one of those things where it's like, and if I have that book, I'll be like, here you go. And I'm going to be like, don't ruin it. But so like, that's me opening up a little bit, but like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Got deep no, you're,
0: you're good. That was a, uh, that was deep, man. I, I said it as a joke and you dropped knowledge on us. So I, you're a lot better than me. I'm, I'm super petty. So I, I would have gave it back to her like you re- I would have been like, you remember this. But I'm I'm terrible. I I really am. Um but kind of segueing out of where we were, I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper. And it's perfect because I decided to talk about me being petty. Um but when it comes to uh us being Christian, you know, and dealing with people who aren't in our situation as far as belief in christ and going to church and uh just a relationship with god uh do you think or do you guys think that we hold non-believers to our standards meaning that like the way that we're supposed to repent for sins and avoid sin do we hold people who don't believe to the same accountability
1: i think i think yes and no um I I think yes in the sense that we <clears throat> I think for me especially I I kind of hold people to a certain standard of like I expect you to have common sense on what's right and what's wrong and if you don't by I mean at least our age like you're you're behind the curve bro I mean At the end of the day, like, we we were taught very young what the golden rule was, and, like, you you should be treating others the way that you want to be treated, and it's very, very easy to know how you don't want to be treated, so why would you go out and be a jerk, or go out and, you know, act a certain type of way, get crazy, do whatever, treat people, women, men, you know, whoever a certain type of way, um just because you know you can get away with it or whatever um because i I have secular friends, I have Christian friends, and all of them to me, if they come to ask me for advice on a situation that they're going through or went through or something um i I don't really see like whether or not they're a believer. I kind of just see the situation they were in uh and if they put themselves there for one, but then also if they uh if I feel like they're handling it the right way I feel like there's a wrong way to handle a lot of things and no I'm not the person to dictate what's right and wrong but at the same time I think if they chose to believe in whatever they did or they chose to do whatever they did then they have to expect the responsibility and consequences that come with all that and uh I think some of it might be like people might not like you because of the way that you present yourself or come off uh, as abrasive or aggressive or, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I think that's just the price you pay for uh, kind of going your own route and thinking that you know what's right and what's wrong, and it's it's very clear to the people around you that you don't.
0: Yeah, I just think that, like, we we get so caught up in what we want and we kind of touch on it every now and again. But we get so caught up in our own need of uh, of just wanting to see people grow. And I think everyone kind of has that, that need or they have that craving just to see people grow around them. And it doesn't really matter the context. You kind of just want to see their values grow. Or you want to see uh, just the people around them that they care about grow. But uh when it comes to christianity that's just not our role and we kind of forget our role sometimes we we forget that we're not anyone's savior and we're we're nobody's like we're nobody's shoulder to cry on in that way so yes we can be there to hold out our hand and say walk with me but we're not the ones that are picking people up and walking them towards heaven
2: are are we still on the first question you want to give me a quick refresher on it
0: yeah so i I was uh we're kind of just diving deep into uh the expectations that we as christians set on people who are non-believers
2: i would say i wish i had a little bit more time to prepare for this because i feel like this is like a really deep question but i will say i kind of agree with what bailey said a little bit but um i think it goes both ways like i think The world, well, sorry, Christians have this weird perception of sin, that some sin is greater than another sin. And the world sees Christians as some super judgmental people of just these specific sins. And things like sexual immorality. um, And uh, what's what's another one? Um, Like... Murder. Right, murder are greater sins than things like greed and, you know, lying, dishonoring your parents. These things are sins. And in God's eyes, no sin is greater than other sin. So I don't think there should be a discrepancy of how I see a believer versus how I see a non-believer. How I see you, Noah theoretically and literally, I shouldn't see you any differently than I see, you know, some drug dealer on the corner or I see some murderer in prison. Because yes, they may have done some some wrong things in life. So have you. So have I, so has everybody else into this world. We were born into a sinful nature. There's literally and I mean literally in, in the very meaning of itself nothing we can do to avoid sin there's nothing on this earth we can do to avoid sin with the exception of ask for forgiveness from our lord and savior and we will sin again after that and there's nothing we can do about it except strive to be better and sit in our community with our believers and hold ourselves accountable you know us three hold each other accountable and we can talk about our struggles but that being said, if we don't live that out in the real world and be the light that we can be to the non-believers and show that, you know, we're just as wrong as they are in God's eyes. We're just as wrong. There's no better. There's no worse. We're, we're all sinners. We're all sinners in need of God's saving. saving. That, that's as simple as that. So uh, I try. My answer is I try not to see the difference, um,
0: but I fall short.
2: I do. Yeah,
0: and I I think that – I don't know exactly in the Bible where it says it, but I'm pretty sure in the Bible it says somewhere that the disobedient are worse than the ignorant. So the people that know God and sin are worse than those who don't in sin. And as Christians, we – I won't say we as in us, but as a, a unit, Christians have developed this judgmental nature. And that's just what Christianity was kind of built on. If you know the background of Christianity and the Philistines and the uh, the religious leaders, they would leverage the word, they would leverage the, the laws and commandments. Oh, Pharisees, sorry. Uh, they would leverage that and use it so that they had an advantage over the people that they were leading over. And uh we kind of built that religion on and on. And something that's commonly said in the in uh the Christian world especially in the non-denominational world is that we're not seeking a religion, we're seeking a relationship. So uh in a religion you have the rules and you have this is the law and fact and this is what you'll follow. Whereas with relationship you have okay i sinned against the lord but i come to the lord and i say i ask for forgiveness for i've sinned before you and i think that's the most important part of christianity it's not whether or not you're there sunday morning and you leave after serving on sunday morning the most important thing is that you come to god when you sin and you say lord i ask you for your your forgiveness I believe in you. I believe that you sent your son down on the on the cross to die for all of our sins. And please forgive me of my sins. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that relationship, then there was no reason for Christ to die on that cross. The veil was torn so that we can have that immediate relationship with God. So that we can turn to him in any, in any moment in our life and say, God, I need to talk to you. God I'm praying for this God I thank you for this and that was not always our luxury but that's our luxury now
1: yeah no I'd agree with that I think as far as an expectation goes with people uh, in and out of the church honestly I think I hold Christians to a higher standard than I do um, people that are secular uh, just because of the exact scripture that you said that it's uh, it's worse to be ignorant than it, or it's worse to be disobedient than it is to be ignorant. Um, I think Christians know and they say exactly what they should be serving in the life that they should be living out. And I think people that um follow kind of either their own morals or they just follow whatever they want and like not not to say there's anything wrong with that, um, because you know believe what you want. I don't necessarily agree with it, but believe what you want. Um, But I think that I hold Christians to a higher standard because of the fact that they are taking that vow to say that they are going to live for the better.
0: Yeah, I think just to kind of close out the question, it's, it's on us as Christians to use our judgment to realize that, kind of what evan was saying that we are no better so all we can do is extend that hand plant that seed and say hey i'm with you and if you need me i'm there it's not our job to say hey i see you struggling get on my back and i'll run with you but it's our job to say hey i see you where you're at let me meet you there and then walk with you i don't
2: (laughs) i don't mean to ruin a moment here but this is a podcast, and I have to say what's on my mind. <laughs> I was looking over. <laughs> I was <laughs> looking over to the side of the room. <laughs> I was picturing Nala with her tribal rope on. Because I saw her rope. Nala is uh, Noah's pit bull <laughs> and <laughs> she has like a tug-of-war rope. And today she happened to tangle herself in the rope, and she kind of wore it around her neck like a necklace. And uh, we were making
0: fun of her wondering why you were over there laughing bro I'm, i tu- i was tu- in I tu- my
2: bag I, tu- <laughs> I turned and i looked and i saw it and i just it popped into my head <laughs> i couldn't like I, I tried to hold in and I, I did a bad job of it so
0: i apologize for sidetracking us <laughs> like i said to close out i just think that uh to get off of evan's point of tribal uh necklaces and jewelry uh i think that I think that us as Christians, we hold a responsibility not to the people that don't know Christ, but we hold a responsibility to ourselves to be true to what the Bible actually says. Because the Bible doesn't say that we will tear down those who don't believe. They say that the Bible says that we will lift them up, that we will use our testimony, use our words, use his words to enlighten them, to empower them, and to empower ourselves. Because everything's for the glory of god everything's for the kingdom so if we are doing everything for our own gain if we're doing things just because we think it looks good for us and it doesn't look good for me to stop and say hey i see you struggling there and and let me pick you up just because it looks bad doesn't mean that it's wrong
2: yeah to (coughs) to go off that um The very first call to action that Jesus gives us after his resurrection is to go be fishers of men, to go spread the gospel. That is, that is our job as Christians. Our sole job is to spread the news, to make, to, to, Get more believers, basically. That was that was a really poor phrasing, <laughs> but uh, to uh, to be fishers of men, to to plant seeds, that that is our job. That's our first, our first command Jesus gives us after the resurrection. Is when he sees his disciples, he says, "Go and spread the, spread the news." And you know, you said you said it perfectly. Like that's our job as Christians. Like it's not a selfish gain. We are only on this earth for a a finite amount of time. What you do in that time is going to determine how the rest of your eternity is shaped out. And I, there's there's a phrase, I'm sure all of you have heard it. Um, if I'm wrong about my faith, I wasted a lifetime. If you're wrong about faith in general, you wasted your eternity. And that's like, that's mind-blowing to think about. I don't know if you guys have seen like the illustrations where it's like, You've got this big, long, you know, mayb- maybe say like a football field and one yard, one yard is your life and the other 99 yards is eternity. And now you take that and you multiply that by a number you can't even think of because that's how long eternity is. That is, that is how small this lifetime is in comparison to what, you know, we're comprehending eternal life to be, heaven to be, which is something that is supposed to be, you know, streets of gold and and all these, all these things that are described in the Bible where it's, I can't wait. And, and that destination that's waiting for me to meet, you know, my father, Jesus, um, is worth, whether I may be a little embarrassed to speak on my faith in public, or I may be a little nervous to go into certain places or I may not be bold enough to say some certain things. All of that is worth it. This one yard, this finite amount of time for an eternity of salvation.
0: Yeah. And I, I think there's like those two sides of the spectrum. One of like being embarrassed, feeling like your story is so small that, like, why would I talk about it or uh, thinking that I'm nervous or I'm not confident. And then there's the other side of thinking that uh, your story is so big that why would you stoop down so low? And we forget the very beginnings of what God created us for. And we're kind of just circling back and just saying that we're here, like you said, to be fishers of men. We're here to expand the kingdom and we get so selfish thinking that, okay, well, if I'm going to plant the seed then I'm going to see it grow, I'm going to harvest my crops, I'm going to reap what I sow. And when God says that, he's saying you reap what you sow because whatever you put into this world, you're going to get back. Not because if you plant a seed in someone, you're going to see it grow and then collect. No part of No part of when God says that is that you're going to collect from that person that you use your testimony on. Every part of that is just saying, if you're going to sit on this earth and use God saving you as your scapegoat, then you're going to you're going to reap that. That, That's all you're going to get at the end. But if you're going to use that blessing that God gave you and then bless everyone around you, then you're going to have a way bigger harvest.
2: Mm.
0: You could say it. you could say it.
2: he's in his bag right now (laughs) he's in his bag he's spitting right now noah is spitting right now he's dropping knowledge he's dropping he's dropping knowledge
0: but it's it's so true we we i found myself in the same in the same area serving at church and you see people come through and you're you're sowing into them you're you're pouring into them and then you never see them again and that is literally your purpose for that person is to plant a seed or to water that seed that has already been planted. Or the seed is gone, you gotta plant another seed. And you gotta plant it again. You gotta plant it for the fifty sixth time because it took fifty six seeds for them to finally start growing.
2: I'm gonna try and be quick on this, but you you mentioned it and it popped into my brain and I think it's such an important factor for Christians and non Christians to hear for the non Christians out there. Uh, I want to acknowledge church hurt and how real it is and how real uh, Christians are the reasons that you don't go to church, that we are the ones that turned you away, that a bad experience with a Christian or a bad experience at church is what turned you away. And I apologize for that. That is not a representation. Christians you having a bad experience with a Christian should not turn you away from my God. My God is so much greater, so much more loving, so much more merciful. We can be wrong every single time and he will still forgive us. I want to say that by following up with saying something to the Christian saying it is so important to be in- intentional and not be two-faced in church and outside of church with your actions and your words and shining your light everywhere you go. Whether you're playing basketball, whether you're taking a test, whether you're out at a club, whether you're grocery shopping, whether you're at a movie, whether you're cuddling with your significant other, whatever it is, public, private, there is no reason you shouldn't be shining your light because you never know who's listening, you never know who needs to hear what, and you never know when a, you know someone may see you and just from your encounter with them that could be a seed planted in itself. Just your behavior, how you carry yourself makes a difference. So outside of church, be aware that you are a representation of Christ. And don't let your interaction with somebody spoil a possible lifetime or eternity with
0: Christ, yeah, Bailey. What would you say just as kind of like final parting thoughts on Evan's idea
1: or Evan's thought uh i th- I think he's on the money, I think um. I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier that uh like as Christians we kind of have to hold Christians accountable to the wrongs that are happening. Um and I think the reason being is because of the fact that like you can't really further the kingdom if um the kingdom is already unappealing to everyone that isn't in it. Um I think that's the reason that uh it's such an intimidating thing to be uh, religious or have faith nowadays because it, it looks a certain type of way, people act a certain type of way, they talk a certain type of way. Um, but if you if you come across a good Christian that has a good relationship with God, it it's almost hard to tell that they're even Christian because they're not sitting there screaming in your face and saying like you have to do this or else you're wrong, or you have to do this or else. Like, you're you're never going to be with your family, like, after this life or whatever. Um, Fire and brimstone only gets you so far. Uh, And I think, like, I've been turned off by Christians while being Christian that invited me to their church because they went about it completely the wrong way. Um, And I think that we just have to hold ourselves accountable then also hold our brothers and sisters accountable as much as we can uh to evan's point and uh i think with that um that that is kind of like the difference that i have with an expectation between a christian and a secular person is the fact that like i expect a secular person to make right and wrong decisions that would kind of just like the majority would agree is right and wrong but for a christian like it's already laid out in the bible for you uh and so it's it's pretty hard to say like i didn't know or like ah man because like your your whole guide to life is it's already written out and you kind of just have to read it and um listen to listen to god and uh you'll always be on the right track yeah, just
0: to leave us off kind of with a thought and just kind of building on what Bailey and Evan ended us off with. Just Christian or not, remember that we're all imperfect. None of us have the answers to life. None of us are able to, you know, put everything together and say, this is perfection. Even the celebrities that we look up to or the multimillionaires, doesn't matter. Nobody has all the answers. Everyone's imperfect. So hold the person next to you accountable and have the have the humility to be held accountable when your brother holds you accountable. Because if if you if Bailey here tells me that that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a servant and I attack him that makes me no better. Than anything that I'm saying on this podcast, none of the guidance, none of the advice I give, if he's telling me I could be doing, doing something better. And I immediately am like, who are you to tell me? And that invalidates anything that I'm saying. Okay. Uh, I appreciate everyone who has listened this far. We have went 24 minutes over our, uh, expected time, but I really do appreciate, anyone who's gotten to this point and i'm going to take a moment to pray and close this out heavenly father i thank you for this opportunity to uh, talk to the people that might not know you and the people who do know you just to find that common ground and that bridge to live life how we live it today in a modern society that may not value the things that are traditional to us anymore. But we could bridge that gap between that and Christianity and say, Hey, if I want to talk about sports, we could talk about sports. Hey, if we want to talk about relationships, we could talk about relationships. And in that, we could still honor you. I thank you for your strength, your wisdom, and your courage to be able to sit and be a vessel and talk to those who might not know you and be an impression of who you truly are and the love, joy, and peace that you can provide, Lord. I pray that you be with those who don't know you and wish to know you, Lord, and be with everyone who doesn't know you and continue to walk with them, even even if they don't know that you're there, Lord. All these things I pray in your mighty name. And everyone said, "Amen." Amen. Um, I also wanna I also wanna thank uh, the people, like I said, that have listened this far, that have tuned in, and uh, like I said, this is this is an extension of modern Christianity uh where we're trying to bridge the gap between the world we live in and christianity the way that we live it as young adults um we we are going to be back hopefully next week but we'll be back next episode talking about fellowship and uh this has been noah evan and bailey on shoebox talks we're kicking the shoes off and putting our slides on we're out